Hey, Rage. How's it going, dude? All right. It's been a while. Yeah. This band's my favorite. Don't you love them? Yeah, it's going to be the best. I'm so stoked. Hey, girl. You want a beer? All right. Aw, oh, man. This is the best. I'm so glad we're all back together and stuff. This is great. Hey. Um, do you guys know about the party after the show? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to go, but um, my friends don't really want to go. Can I get a ride? Hello, and welcome to We Are Weezer. Episode three? Four. Four. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm Rachel. And I'm Rick. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're going to talk about uh, the good life today. Yes, we are. We're going to go back to the garage with Amy. And talk about some rentals action going on. Just a little teeny tiny disclaimer. We will be mentioning or there will be talks of sexual nature. Yeah, we're going to talk about doing it. It's going to be very controversial. Not really. But in case you're a kid or you're a parent with kids listening, we're going to talk about sex. So you might not want to, you know, keep going. Nothing crazy. No cussing or anything we're just we're gonna talk about it so yeah all right it's all natural yeah just like how everybody poops everybody poops everybody eats yep we do and everyone you know it's okay it's okay eventually probably yeah i think but wait even monkeys (laughs) sorry but how are you this week (laughs) that's a random uh animal to bring up that does it i mean because i mean obviously they do it would be like you know, something weird that you wouldn't think about, maybe. I think all even, the animal. I think all the animals do snails. it. Snails do it. We all do it. Do bees? Bees do it. I mean, they are... Wait, the, are they the ones that are... Well, birds and bees. When you give the people the talk, <laughs> bees are the primary example. If they're not doing it, then everything we've been told is a lie. Okay, so bees are doing it. <laughs> I never thought about it before. All the so, time. Okay. Aren't you guys glad you tuned in this week? Yeah, welcome. <laughs> How are you this week? the birds and the bees. (laughs) How are you, Rachel? How have you been? I'm good. I'm excited because I just got my omnibus last night. Um, It is a full, the full color one. It is really big and it is amazing to look at. And I can't wait to go through every page and read it and look at every picture because right now just going through it, like it's just totally... It's a memory lane feeling to look at something from that you, you know, remember or whatever. Quick question for you. Is yes. this a fan club exclusive? I believe, or is this a- I believe it is. A long time ago, if you liked a band and you joined the band's fan club, they had these things called zines. A fan would make a zine, take a couple pieces of paper, make it's a comic book type situation where it's very homemade looking with font like typed up font and writing and drawings and um, probably articles from newspapers at the time collected on like cut and paste and posted and then they would mail them out like a little flyer like here's what's going on with your favorite band this month the Weezer one was like monthly or it might have been quarterly I'm not sure and this sounds like the olden days equivalent of the thing you unsubscribe to like a newsletter in your email, yes. but when you actually wanted. Yes. Yeah, you wanted it. It and... sounds awesome. Again, I did not participate in the fan club back then, so that I'm learning 
along with you guys, what this is. You also got cool stuff. Like you would get stickers. You would get basically the cool stuff that you get now, but you would get it with your zine and you would get like a cool thing every time they mailed it to you. Do Um, you have any of the stuff that you got back then? Just talking to my husband last night about that. And uh, it's in my dad's garage and I need to go and and find it. See if it correlates with what's in the book. Oh, yeah. You could have the original versions of what's on the pages. I, I know I do. I know I do. That's super cool. And I cool. want to look at them with my eyes now. So. I really feel like I missed the boat on Weezer fandom. I was just like a troll on the internet downloading MP3s of B-sides I couldn't find. That's all I did. And you had a this whole wonderful world of Weezer. But I can have it too. So I, you know, we might post some pictures from the book on our site, uh, weareweezer.com, and we will have a link to uh, fan club sign up, I think. We're going to put that up there for you. That would be... Awesome. We'll have to ask. Do we have to ask permission to do that? We'll have to ask if they're cool with us doing that. But I don't think there's. I don't be. think we have to ask permission to potentially give them money. They'll probably like that. That's true. Or at least, well, we can let them know. Hey, yeah. we want to do this. Let us help you. We are Weezer wants to help Weezer. Yeah, I mean, we are Weezer is not affiliated with Weezer in any way. No, we are not, unfortunately. But I mean, unless it's, you guys want to be, because it's only our love for Weezer. So we yes. have you. We have uh, the best intentions in mind for you, and we only have your best interests at heart, Weezer. Yes, we love you guys so much. But join the fan club. You get yeah, exclusive- and then you could get this really cool omnibus if you remember back in the day getting zines. They're they're all documented here, and I'm pretty sure Carl put it together um and it's kind of and it's in memory of michael and carly who are the founders of the original fan club it's really neat and my picture is in here so i think that's incredible again i'm famous uh Not really everyone everyone all the original fan club members who sent in their pictures are documented in the book it's really cool i can't i can't wait my heart is exploding and i can't wait to read this thing we're waiting for confirmation, but there's also the possibility that you are the world famous girl with orange hair on the cover of the Good Life single <laughs> am, in the audience. I need to confirm, but I know I I'm ninety nine point ninety nine 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 percent sure it's me because I have a picture from that day and it's that's where I am standing. My picture looks like what it would look like from where I am in the picture of me on the single yeah there is a very distinct relationship between her appearance on the cover and her vantage point from the audience it was like she was showing me the zapruder films from the jfk assassination she's like see i was standing here and if you point this angle up there it lines up with where i am in the audience on the photo so i'm sure that it's me yes and i think it is too which i didn't realize i was doing this podcast with a famous person i might be a little more awkward today. and i just found this out today because of this song so uh how weird is that it's super cool I'm going to have her autograph it. We'll get into it later. But yeah, that, I mean. But on the inside of the booklet in case it's not true. Okay. I don't want you to ruin my CD. <laughs> I'll just sign like a separate piece of paper. And just slide and it in. Yeah, it for maybe later if it's true. But I'm, yeah. I don't see why it would not be me. It would, how could it not be? We'll find I, out. How many other people, okay. If you were standing there that day and now, you had tell that them, crazy hair. We have to know which show it is. Was anybody else there? This is the. Pinkerton record release show at Tower Records in Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard in 1996. It's got to be six. Four, 1996, September 24th. It's very exciting. Uh, um, I was so there. 
You were there. I was there. We w- And when we get confirmation, we will go back to this. On a future episode, we will let you know what we find out. But uh, today's episode is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, before we get to it, uh, recently uh, there was the passing of Chris Cornell from yes. suicide. Um, and we've taken a moment to mention it as fans of him. Out of the grunge era is where Weezer came. Yes, he w- they kind of ran parallel to each other, I would say. Soundgarden was also very popular at that time. Yeah, but they broke up, what, 97 or whatever? I don't remember when they broke up, but I can't believe it's been so long. I didn't realize it's been so long since Audio Slave even yeah. came out. But but he did, he took his life while he was on tour with the band, and it's incredibly horrible. sad, and we just want to take a moment to... to uh, say how wonderful we thought he was. I mean, personally, again, I was young. I didn't know Soundgarden very well, but I loved Audio Slave. My favorite James Bond song is the one from Casino Royale. It's an amazing tune. And his passing is so sad, and the way he died is so tragic. And it just shows that it is something that anyone can go through. It's a possibility mm-hmm. for anyone. And, um, you know, he suffered a moment. It was maybe because of his medication, but he suffered a moment he couldn't get to the other side of. And, there's a stigma on suicide that it is somehow uh, shameful or bad, and it's uh, it's a human thing. And it's very sad. It's and very sad, and it's very human, and we shouldn't talk about it like it's something to keep secret. So I do want to take a moment to say that if you or anyone you know feels this way, that there is help, people care about you, and people love you, the suicide hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. Talk to somebody if you can. Words can't really explain how it must feel for his family and how I feel. I've already cried a lot. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I cried a few times. And um, although alcohol may have been involved in the second cry, uh, my heart really, like, I was very upset. And I have, um, I have some video from when I saw Chris Cornell at Acoustic Christmas last year. And he did acoustic, he did a whole entirely acoustic set. And I cried at that concert as well while I was watching that. And I'm videotaping him and I'm like yelling at my husband like, this is historic. I can't believe I'm getting to see this right now. And I love it so much. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then something like this happens and it's like, oh, you know what? Like this person was amazing. Like he was it's just really sad that they're they're gone now, and um, just as a person, I mean, and the music. So, I'm gonna put I'll find that video and I'll put it up just so people can kind of see what I'm talking about. But it was really cool to see. This podcast is about a band that we love that's so important to us, and it's not just because we think the songs are cool, but in a manner of speaking, you do create a relationship with the artist. And I know that for a lot of people, Chris Cornell, um, me at a certain point too. You have a relationship, and no, you don't know them personally. Their loss doesn't affect you the way it does their kids or their wife, and we're not even pretending that that's the case, but it's just as a fan of something that has meaning in your life to know that that artist's voice is gone is it troublesome. Hurts your heart. And that hurts. So yeah. we imagine some of you feel that way too. We just wanted to take a moment to uh, remark on his passing and say, Give rest him in some peace. Respect. Yeah. And thank you, Which Chris, deserves. for all the rock. Thank you. So uh, today's show will be. Uh, on the good life we're going to have a hearty discussion on the uh, track from 1996's pinkerton then we're going to go in the garage with amy lots of fun stuff to talk about 
Lots and, of notes. Uh, lots of notes. Lots of trivia. Yes. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Good life. The good life. My favorite Shaking Weezer song. Booty, making sweet love all the night. It's time I got back to, to the, the good, good life. life. It's yeah. time I got back. It's time I got back. And I don't even know how I got up the track. I'm so sad. I wanna go back. Yeah! Okay, sorry. Um, the good life is on the album called The Pinkerton. It is track number six. The Pinkerton? The Pinkerton. I guess in a way it is The Pinkerton because it's Pinkerton. It's controversial. Oh, uh, did, we already gave a disclaimer, right? We did. Okay, sorry. So be aware, we're going to talk about boobus and doing it. Um, it was released September 24th, 1996. And... Uh, I don't know why this is relevant, but the format is CD. Um, recorded spring 1996 at Sound City Studios, Van Nuys, California. Van Nuys, woo woo. Recently reopened. Represent the Valley, yo. Valley Press, 84. I don't what know up? what that... My, the hospital where I was born. Oh, I was okay. born in Van Nuys. Okay, sorry. Anyway. Uh, it is four minutes and 17 seconds long, which is, you know, pretty good for Weezer. Uh, the label is Geffen. It is written by Rivers Cuomo. And it's song number 215 on the Rivers Cuomo song chronology. And all of this information, by the way, is off of Weezerpedia. And any other information from the show will be otherwise noted, or it's from Google, or Wikipedia, or Weezerpedia, or whatever. I uh, happen to let you guys know later. Um, produced by Weezer. And it's officially released. Uh, Rivers Cuomo is the lead guitar and lead vocals. Pat is on the drums. Bry is rhythm guitar and backing vocals. And Matt Sharp is bass guitar and backing vocals. Bass guitar. The saga of the Weezer bassists. Speaking of appearances on um, the next show that we talk about, this one, there's five million appearances. Um, yeah, The Good Life has been all over the place. Many releases of this song in different versions of them in different countries. Different countries? Yes, there's Australian. Do tell. There's an Australian EP CD, and then there's a live version. There's a UK version, a Europe version, and Japan retail CD. And there's a radio-only promo CD remix. And there's a bunch of live versions. I need to find the official bootleg live. That seems like it would probably be a good one to hear. The official bootleg live. Yes. And Pinkerton Deluxe. 
2010. Yeah, which all which includes uh, many of the versions in one place. You've got the radio edit, the studio version, or the album version, obviously. You've got the acoustic ones because it compiles all of the B-sides from that era. I have this this CD, and it is a good one. It's a good one. But saying Pinkerton version. is good is like, I don't know, light is bright. Um, it's my second favorite album. It is legendary. Uh, it's amazing. The whole thing. Yeah. It, the whole CD is good. We briefly covered this song in my introduction, episode one, because it is, in fact, my favorite Weezer song of all time. Um, but it's also got a pretty interesting story behind it, too. Uh, the mm-hmm. air in which it was written, where uh, Rivers's head was at, what he was going through physically, all that stuff is there. And today, we're going to do a deep dig. Rachel's yeah. going to drop some knowledge on us <laughs> so we know more about have- the song some firsthand knowledge as you will uh find out um we oh, can... it's it couldn't be any more firsthand it's true i mean the day it was released i was there the day it was released she was there i was there in the audience i was the pictures the video proof yes well i have my own proof too um but first let's we'll go back we'll backtrack a little bit talk about the video it's kind of random it's not my favorite video um there's a pizza delivery lady. She is driving around doing the pizza delivery biz yeah. thing. That- uh, notable now because it is Mary Lynn Reiskub, who uh, any fans of 24 will know her as Chloe O'Brien, who Kiefer Sutherland routinely yelled at about um, there not being any time. I know her face. I didn't know her name and that she was on 24. Yeah. So, um, eh, Fun fact. I mean, I guess she, you know needed a, a gig back then and something, something on a reel what better than a weezer video right yeah i mean i'll be on a weezer video hell I'll be yeah a pizza delivery girl on a weezer video if they need that i would like to be the hot girl on the hood of a car in any music video <laughs> big dreams <laughs> i like it um basically she drives around the whole time doing pizza delivery things and i uh, the pizza company is SAP Pizza Company. I need to know. I'm going to look into that further, but um, I want to know if it stands for something, what it means, if it means anything. SAP. SAP? You're yeah. a SAP for doing your crappy day job delivering pizzas? Is that what it is? It's it ironic? Be. Or or super awesome pizza? Sad about pizza? Sadistic about pizza? Sadistic art pizza? <laughs> They're playing at the Troubadour next week. I saw them at the Troub, yeah. Sadistic art pizza. They're uh-huh. good. Yeah. They're uh, they're gothic band. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> on the nose, but it all started with a love of pizza. Uh, which, you know, everyone Black has, makeup. I believe. You know? If they don't, they're no friend of mine. Uh, at some point, she sees some sky writing in the sky, and she's looking up at it, almost hits a car, and then sees it, it says, deliver me. Which is really funny because it has like a double meaning, like, you know, deliver me from this crap life or this crap job or actual delivering of pizza. You know, I'm looking at your face and I'm hearing how you're talking about this video and I feel like you kind of like it. It was all right. It was all right. <laughs> the, uh, the, the band performance, it's them in the studio. I assume it's the studio where they recorded the album. I could be wrong, but it looks like it was uh, shot with three different cameras at once. Mm-hmm. So... 
the it's tiled and very odd looking. We'll put a YouTube link up for you to check it out. It's and a, they know that too because they're moving. They do because they move. You know, le- we're doing it in we're doing it on the podcast. We're moving, we're moving our left faces and right. Around. Really, really good pod. But um, it's a very '90s video, very poorly produced and ramshackly. You get the feeling with the Pinkerton era that there wasn't a lot of uh, uh, label money put behind it. Yeah, to me, it's just not creative. Um, I mean, it was whatever. I don't know whose idea it was, and no offense, but, you know. Um, Rachel's offering to fight you, (laughs) whoever you are, for making that video. No, I just think, I don't know. And what do I want out of it, I guess? You know, and why am I, why do I think that any other video is better than than this? I, I don't know. Like, why is it ain't so better than this video? Yeah, which is them in a place. But I like it better. It's because it has hacky sack in it. That's why. Don't lie. It could be. Because you like to sack. Maybe I inadvertently, um, it's association of some sort. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Well, I guess that that Pinkerton is controversial because of its uh, substance. And um, this song also has a little bit of controversy in it we'll we'll get there in a second um <laughs> it's the second single to be released on on the album the first being el scorcho yes the most bizarre lead single of all time bizarre you would be like what is this i think i was like what is this but it was cool and it was yeah. all right at the time i feel like that's a deep cut on any other record you know the weird song that the bassist was like dude you got to keep this on the album yes yeah el scorcho is great but it is not you know, lead single material by any stretch. Kind of shot themselves in the foot, maybe. maybe. in the 90s it was. I liked it. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I love the song. Um, the song is about Rivers and uh, being in Harvard. After his leg surgery, he was kind of stuck at home with this painful leg thing happening. Um Oh, let me, I'll, I'll backtrack. Rivers had surgery on his leg. One of his legs is shorter than the other leg. He got some money from the Boo album and decided he was going to fix it. He was going to school. Um, he had the surgery. It was really, really painful. They basically had to, like, stretch his bones out. Well, the way they do it is they purposefully break the bone. And they put um, space between the two points and your bone grows. So they break your leg on purpose. <sighs> yep. If uh, anyone has ever seen the single for The Good Life, the OZEP, the interior of the booklet is his x-ray. And yes. it is hardcore. Yes. Ow. No thank you. No bueno. Um, so it basically refers to he felt separated from the band, kind of quarantined because he's stuck because he can't really like go a lot of places when you have a broken leg and you're trying to get better. And, and it it took a really long time. And he was already separated from everybody because he opted to go to school. So he was far and away from the whole Weezer life. Yes. And um, he wanted to get back to the quote unquote good life and recording and touring and groupies which is in a stark contrast to across the sea where he's like wanting longing for this like uh be close to me i want someone i want you know love and uh it's very emotional emotional this one is like i want to get back to the fun and the 
the good life and doing it. (laughs) Doing it. I would too if I were sitting through a New England winter. Big rock star. I got homework to do and my legs busted. I'm probably silly for even asking this question, but what state is Harvard in? Is it in New England? or? It's, well, New England isn't a state. It's in Massachusetts. I'm sorry. New England is a I'm collective of, of like <laughs> Vermont and Maine and ah. Massachusetts and something else. It's I don't all even New like really think about that side of the country very often it's amazing it's like new york and it's the seat of democracy and free thought it's where it all started new england yeah ah, it's okay. where all the founding fathers were dumping shit in the ocean so wait where's harvard boston boston oh yeah it's cold there yeah. bass i lived there it's really flipping cold it's, like did negative I do it right soda it's more like this kid ah. but i probably just butchered it too no, that that was good. You're, you sound like Marky Mark. I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep this out, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's okay. We have to. Oh, we have to put ease on these ones. I'll have to remember. Explicit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Explicitly it's awesome. So crazy. Ah. It's a big kid show. Um. So I went down this weird, deep dive on this song. Um. I just kind of ran with it. I read an article. Um from a website called exojane.com and basically Jane, and I don't know if that's her real name, but she wrote a little blog thing and it talks about her learning about sex and threesomes with Japanese groupies, but from an article that she read about Rivers where he's being interviewed by Matt, Joe Matt. Sorry. Joe I was like, Matt. is it Matt Joe or Joe Matt? You have, a, both... you have a serious issue with the last name first, first name last. It's a thing. I like to notice it for sure, but then it's hard to remember which one's first. Because Poor... if you have a first name, last name, it's it's hard. Poor Joe Matt. He just wants to have his artist name. You're like, nah, it's Matthew Joseph. That's <laughs> it. Okay. I wonder if it is Joe Matt or if that's like his like stage name or whatever. Um Apparently, this girl read an interview, and he says he slept with 40 people at the time. And the interview is from July. Rivers? Yeah. Wowzers. He was up to 40. Um, I guess not that long into his career, this around Pinkerton time. So... Well, tired of sex. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he... he um, he wrote to Joe Matt and said, hey, I like your comic. I think you're awesome. Uh, you're a big influence to me. And that's about it. And then Cake. I don't know if this is the band Cake, but you were telling I'm, me. I'm pretty sure it is because they had a collaboration later with members of Soul Coughing that was called Homie. Okay. And it was going to be a side band, but they only ever released one song called uh, American Girls. Which just sounds like a Weezer song with cool guitars other people nope it doesn't even sound like it oh okay um well then cake and said i know joe matt rivers meet joe matt you guys talk they had a little interview apparently they threw something together and what came out of it was them talking about um rock star lifestyle uh sex with groupies howard stern uh, pornography, work, um, just, you know, things in general. And I read the article. It's fun, a fun little read. 
We'll have a link to it. Yes. And um, Rivers says in the article that he didn't really have that much confidence. And one time he was in Japan and he basically thought, if I'm going to get any sex tonight, I have to just say it. So he told the girls, like, he's like, yeah, there's like 10 girls in my room. And um, I just basically said, like, if you're not going to get naked and get on the bed, then you got to go. And four of them stayed and things happened. Wow. In that bed. And if he had a lot of things happened, he said that happened a lot of times before he actually said that, like there would people be people in the room and nothing would happen, even though he really wanted to, you know, but nothing would happen. And finally he got the courage to say, okay, this is what I want to do. And I am rivers and let's do it. Um, (laughs) Is that a direct quote? I think so. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> no. To me, uh, just the logistics of that, just five people. He said it wasn't that great. It would be confusing. It'd be like a math problem. He said that, you know... Two, the most erotic math problem. Two or three was good, but uh, four or five was a little much. That's what he said. <laughs> this is... In, you know, for those of you out there listening, I am learning this with you. I am agog. I'm in shock. <laughs> because, you know, if you read the Pinkerton Diaries or the Alone Liner Notes, it's... I don't want to go back and be a rock star anymore. I hate it. Well, apparently he did during this the writing of this one. I'd love to get the right timeline going. What's the sequence of events here? I would love to be on that Weezer plane uh, <laughs> when this was happening. I mean... Sounds messy. Come on. You know, how well, we talked about this, how young they were when they were recording Say It Ain't So. Yeah, just kiddos. What, 24? Yeah. So, I mean, what 24-year-old guy who has a lot of money and is now living a rock star life, isn't going to like go party, drink, do drugs and have a lot of sex. I mean, I mean, most girls, it, uh, you know, not that rivers isn't the same kind of male creature as any other guy, but I've just always felt he's so much smarter than me. And on like a plane so much, like he's above all that. No, no, not. I don't think any, any guy is above any of that. I mean, they're probably worse. They probably are, no, not Rivers in particular or Weezer in particular, but rock stars in general. I would think that they would be like more immature than like your typical guy on the street who like, because they don't have to work or try. True, no, no day jobs. Yeah, they're just like, they just come to me and I just do it and I do whatever I want. So like Donald from- Trump. <laughs> we just got political. Sorry. That's the end of it. That's the end of our show. <laughs> that would be the um, last time. The first and last. So from what I'm hearing, uh, Rivers was neck deep in the good life. Mm -hmm. So I feel a little contradiction here. Yes. Throughout the uh, album, I would say. The Pinkerton era. Now this Matt Joe, he is a comic book guy. Joe Matt. He, sorry. (laughs) See, you can't do it. He is a popular, he wrote a popular comic book called Peep Show, and um, it came out in 1992, and Rivers really liked it, and um, I didn't really take a look at Peep Show, I did see some of the the drawings that he did, and I'll have to check it out, so. One day. Yes. Um, oh, I own a book by Joe Matt. You do not. I do. It's called Spent. I'm looking at it right now. And? 
Um, I liked Talk it. Talk about it. it. Tell I, us about it. I read it. it 10 years ago. I just recognized the cover. Well, so what is it? I don't is remember. Is it a comic book? Yeah, it's, yeah, he's a comic book artist. Okay. Yeah, almost exclusively. Um, I just didn't make the connection. Hmm. See? Well, there you go. Uh, he's from L.A., right? Like he's born and raised in L.A. or? Could be. I'll have to figure it. I'll have to. Philadelphia. I didn't deep dive into him. We don't need to. That's okay. He's from Philadelphia. So I just I just thought that was a fun little born and raised. Um, I went the groupy route. I could have gone the touring and recording route, but I'm sure we'll do plenty of that on other songs. Well, I mean, let's be real though. Like we know a lot about the darker side of recording Pinkerton. I had never heard this okay. ever. So this is good. I mean, there wasn't anything else. I tried. I was like, I want. I tried to find a groupie who would talk, uh-huh. and I couldn't find anything online. Um, because I wanted to like have a little bit of dirt, you know, uh, I'm glad we what's didn't that called? Though. kick up the dust or something, but, um, you know, that's nice. So I'm, you know, glad that there was nothing really defined other than that one story. I wonder if we have just successfully ensured that rivers will never ever come on as a guest. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't find anything. Rivers corroborate the story about you and all the ladies. You know, I'm sure... Him and Kyoko have open, they, they have open discussions about their, their lives. And this has to have come up at some point. Like he, what wife doesn't say like, look, I know you're going to be on tour. I know you're going to be doing this and that. No side ladies. And I've heard Rivers say that he has no side ladies. So he does not seem like the side lady type. I feel like the late 90s version of Rivers was long dead by the time he met Kyoko. I bet he didn't even have to have that conversation with her at all. Oh, I don't care who you are as a wife. I'm having that conversation. Like, I, I don't know. Personally, just me. If I had a Rivers, I'd be like, um, FYI, I know that we're cool and everything. But just so we're clear, I'm not cool with that. And like, eh, like it's over. Like, no. The second I find out about groupies or anything you're done just don't get with a rock star save yourself the trouble i will i will not i don't need to worry about that we'll just say that um but the song itself uh, i know we discussed it uh fairly in depth on our previous show Mm -hmm. i mean it's the damnedest good song ever of weezer Highlight um, of the Pinkerton album. It is super duper fun. I dare you not to do the Carlton the whole the Carlton. time. The Carlton. I, I You know, I've referenced my, my Weezer husband on previous shows as well. Um, I can't remember if I told this story. I don't think so. Maybe to you. Will. Will. I love you, Will. <laughs> Our love will live forever. Um, <laughs> so he was the one with the car when we were in high school. I didn't have a car, so he drove my ass everywhere. Oh, Will is... Uh, your Will to you is my brandy. She, I didn't have a car and she drove me. Yeah. Car. So when the good life would play, it would get to the point where, um, you say shaking booty, making sweet love all night. And he and I, depending on who would get to it first, one of us would thrust our hips or shake our butt in the car. <laughs> so we'd car dance and we do it to this day. If we happen to listen to that song at the same time, one of us is thrusting. I like and it. One of us is shaking booty. <laughs> so okay. I like it a lot. That's my contribution. Thank you. So I'm thrusting my hips right now. I am shaking my booty. Woohoo! Uh, allmusic.com gave the, or said the uh, allmusic.com expected the song to be a hit and said that it has a chorus that is more memorable than Buddy Holly. 
Um, I don't know about that, but maybe as much equally, as. equally. As much as. We just had the same yeah. thought and talked over each other massively. <laughs> like, whatever, allmusic.com, let's not get crazy here. Predictions are dangerous. <laughs> I mean, at the time, everyone thought Pinkerton was bad. The worst album of 96. The song did well, but the album, not so much, unfortunately. No. no. Dun, and the dun, following dun. single didn't do tremendously well either. Pink Triangle. It Same has... Thing. I don't know if it ever actually got released as a it single. Ha- the whole album, I say controversial because it dis- discusses topics that generally... Most people are uncomfortable with discussing, especially on music. And really open, you know, bleeding wound open kind of discussion about it, too. Because that was Rivers' whole intention was, everyone thought I was joking on the Blue Album. Well, I'm going to give them the real me. This is what I think. And it technically backfired. I mean, people didn't get it till later. I'm sure, sure huge fans did. But at the time, people were like, this is embarrassing. And they were wrong. Yeah. It's an incredible record. No, it's to- I think it's fine. Like, it's good. I, yeah. Whatever. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear the truth and how you really feel. Yeah. And there's yes. almost no one better than Rivers at giving us his truth. Can we talk about uh, the single cover shot? Since we're... Okay. So we mentioned this in the intro. And sit down, everybody. <laughs> if you're in your car, remain driving it. If you're standing at home, sit. Um, your, your venerable wonderful host of we are weezer one half of we are weezer's main hosting organism (laughs) is on the gd cover for the good life now pretend that you're little old me for a second and you're just a regular gal and you are researching a song for your nerdy fan cast that you do on the side uh for the band that you're in love with and obsessed with and you're just checking out Weezerpedia and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. Making your bullet notes on your cheat sheet. And then you see that the cover of all retail versions of the Good Life single is a crowd shot taken at Tower Records in-store performance the day of Pinkerton's release, September 24th, 1996. And you're like, wait a second. I was there. I was, I was, uh at that performance let me look at the picture and then you click on the picture and you're like wait a second i think that's me yeah how many other people in that audience have a podcast now what the heck just one and she's right here well there is somebody that has a band that is on that thing apparently there's um there's a a man from ozma oh right i think i had it somewhere um and then there's a person from all things Weezer, who is also on there. Bring home and the turkey. Now, yes. Now they can add it, add to that list. I should, I should update Weezerpedia. I'm gonna write Carl a strong letter and say, please add uh, Weezer. Uh, we are Weezer podcaster Rachel to the list of people on on the cover. You guys should meet up at the local Moose Lodge and swap stories. Or no, better, go to McDonald's at 5 in the morning and complain about things over coffee. Yes. Like old veterans. Yes. I mean, I I, I had a heart attack. I freaked out. I, I If you remember, I texted you guys with all caps yep. and sent you the picture. Uh, I immediately had to go to like the fan club Facebook page and be like, oh my god! Yeah, breaking news. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I called my husband. And I'm like, you're never going to guess what the heck I just found out. Um, the single itself, 
by the way, is awesome and home to a couple of other tasty morsels of Weezer songs. Oh, what, what other um, songs? Aside are from uh, two live acoustic performances of Pink Triangle and The Good Life, both nifty, um, the B-sides, I Just Throw Out the Love of My Dreams, which is a song which I believe was going to appear on the aborted songs for the black hole. I think it's um, oh. Rachel Hayden, Petra Hayden. Oh, yeah. I forget her name. She sings almost exclusively on the From track. From That Dog in Supersport 2000. Doodle do. And uh, Waiting on You, one of my personal favorite Weezer B-sides. Oh. Talking about how the girl he loves don't call him no more. And he's she's probably hanging out with uh, a guy who's just a close friend. I don't know if I have that single and I'm going to have to buy it. You don't need to. I, obviously. Your but co-host I need has to it. own it. That's true. I need to own the single with my face on it. I mean, what is happening? This is crazy. It's a whole new world for you. I You're going to have I'll... agents calling you soon. I know. You should probably start <laughs> writing your memoir in case they want to option it. There is a blurry face on this CD. I need to know this this lady. There is a girl with similar bone structure, <laughs> completely out of focus. But we're pretty sure it's her because, see, here's the fun part. Um like I mentioned mm-hmm. before, she went all as a Pruder film. She actually found her picture from the audience and the angle, and I'm using my hands, which is helpful to you guys, but it corresponds almost completely to where she is in the audience on the cover of the album. Yeah. So like on my, I'm taking a picture with my camera and then Rivers is on the left hand side of my picture. Yeah. And I'm very close. Like it is like super duper close to the stage, yeah. obviously, because I had to be. And, um... So that person on that picture is in that spot where my camera is looking and I was there and yep. I remember it fondly and it was amazing. Yeah. You can you can already anticipate the conspiracy theories. And I had this- horrible, horrible, horrible. So I had crazy, curly, long, bleach blonde 90s hair. Imagine just... It Imagine is the color that. of a lion's mane on the album. You were it's, you were going through something. Horrible. Then. It was like a phase. I was sixteen. What do you want? We're all going through something at sixteen. <laughs> it's horrible. I was so nerdy. I was like the nerdiest nerd of all nerds. Back was then. well looking like my looks matched. Was the inside? I'm just kidding. You're lovely. <laughs> uh, I would say I've grown up and gotten hopefully a little bit more attractive, but yeah. I just want to say that, you know, like on our next episode, we're going to be talking about Can't Stop Partying, Mm -hmm. which is good fodder uh, because that's a polarizing song. Songs like The Good Life, we all love them. And this is a bit of a loving for it. Um, So we are trying to bring to you random things you may not know because you probably love this song. Just like Say It Ain't So. You probably love it already. You don't need us Mm -hmm. to tell you why. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do maintain... That if I, a diehard Weezer fan, did not know Pinkerton even existed until a certain point, there may be a large segment of the fan base who does not know or care for Pinkerton. Give it a shot. Especially The Good Life, because it's the best song. It starts off fun, too. It's like... And it has like some snap in, and it like gets you going. Well, the first thing he says is, screw this crap, I've had it. Yeah. I ain't no Mr. Cool. I'm, a I'm not going to pretend to be cool. You're just like, I'm going to follow this guy around because he's pissed off at something and I need a cause. Oh, I think uh, instead of the pizza delivery, like we should have like a 
what's that? Oh, West Side Story, where they're all like snapping. Like, I want if you're Rivers. You're a jet. You're a jet. Yeah, I want Rivers to be in the front, and I want him to be singing, and then we're all behind him, like dun 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 dun, dun with the snaps. I want that. Can we? Are we? Uh, a, are Joan, we a, can you take a note yeah, of that? Joan, <laughs> take that down. <laughs> So we're going to do a fan-made video where we're a Puerto Rican street gang <laughs> and Rivers is our leader. And he's singing the song and we'll be behind him snapping and going back and forth and you could be thrusting and I'll be shaking my booty. Would we be like, would it be the Wheeze versus the Zers? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to think when about you're that. you're a Wheeze, you're a Wheeze. <laughs> That's all I know, by the way, of that. Uh, I, I watched it once. Yeah. It's very famous in the drama world but the musical it's michael bay's favorite movie oh the director well, of transformers favorite movie okay is west side story random yeah you figure Why it do out you know that youtube okay but anyway um carl took the picture from the uh crowd and i also if you want to buy the time capsule dvd that carl has put out it is available on amazon i don't know if it's on carl's uh website or car or the weezer website but i don't think so i think you got to find it on amazon but it's called video video capture device Weezer video capture device and go buy it and it has lots of cool like it has the making of kind of this song video and um what else was I gonna say it has like some film of this song being performed live at that venue yeah it's a pretty comprehensive look at the band it's got all their videos from 2002 all the way back now, I'll just take, tell you my quick story. Um, I think I played hook. I don't know what day that is, but I was there. It was during the day, and I feel like I left school or I ditched school for this. Um, we'll have to figure out what day that was in September 24th, 1996, if that was a weekday or not. Dragged my girlfriends, made Brandy drive me because I didn't have a, a car license yet. No, I had a license. So maybe, but I don't know if I had a car I would have only had my license for a year, or I'm sorry, a month at that point. So I doubt I had a car yet. You just admitted to being truant. It was a Tuesday. Why weren't you in school? I totally, I told you I had to go, I had to go to this. Do you feel like this was worth it? Oh yeah. Was it a choice that helped you? Yes. You should be mindful. School Um, is important. It is. Stay in school. Stay in school. Dun, dun, dun. Don't do drugs. Okay. So we, it was during the day. It was hot. I was wearing a polyester shirt. I had my hair down. Obviously. We, it's in, um, so Tower Records is on Sunset Boulevard, like basically on a corner type thing. And we parked on the street and had to like walk up over there. It wasn't very crowded when I got there. And I don't think there was even like that many people. I mean, there was a lot of people, but I don't know if it it wasn't like crazy out of control. The cover of the single makes it look like. It makes it look like Bonnaroo. But I think. But imagine a parking lot of a tower and that's, it's a, yeah, it's a big parking lot. And then they had this side area that was just like a big open dirt thing. And that's where, or maybe it was paved, but it was like not the parking lot that they use day to day. It was like a bigger part of the side of it. I don't know. Um, and uh, we used to go to that tower all the time too, to like get music and um 
CDs. It was just fun to be at because it was Hollywood. Anyway, so we get there and it was kind of dead. And I run in to Carl and Michael and Carly. And I made my friends take a picture of us because I was a giant nerd. And I was like, oh yeah, Michael and Carly, I need, like, I need a picture. And so we took pictures and then, um, of course, watched Weezer. And I didn't remember it being out of control, but watching the video capsule of it, people were getting like pushed so hard that they, the security guys had to take girls out of the front because they were going to like get knocked. They were getting pushed onto the stage. It was crazy. And I feel like my friend, her name was Jennifer. She was in the fan club too. I feel like she runs up like, cause she got smashed and had to get up on stage for a second. I think she, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I remember this happening and I feel like I saw people do that and I wanted to do that too, but go up on the stage with them and, and then have to come back down or whatever. But whoever this girl, she gets pushed out of the, out of the crowd, goes up on stage and gives Rivers like a little pat on the back, like, oh my gosh. And, um, it wasn't like a big fan. I mean, at the time, yeah, they were appreciative of the fan club people and I got all of their, um, autographs individually on little individual cards because I was like I'm gonna save these forever and they're gonna be worth like a million dollars one day and how do you think we're paying for this podcast (laughs) no I would never sell those um and I I saved like the little spine sticker peely thing from my cd that I bought and uh because I bought the cd that day it came out and yeah it was really cool that was a really long time ago, and I remember it not being super crazy. Yeah, your your memory of this is old enough to drink in three months. Yeah. What do you mean old enough to drink in three months? 21 years. Yes. So old. Long time ago. I'm so old. I know you didn't get to go up on stage, but you'll just have to settle for being immortalized on the cover. <laughs> this is true. Like, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Like, it's yeah. so cool. It's uh, the coolest thing that's probably ever happened to me. I also meant to mention we're um, doing auditions for a new co-host because she's actually withering away in front of me from excitement. <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah, no, I, it's, uh, I want to see if I can ask Carl if he'll send me the unblurry version so I can like frame it or something, but we'll see. But the good know. life. Yes. We'll get back. Um, da, da, da. I talked about the video capture device, and you already mentioned that the inside cover has Rivers' actual x-ray, and we talked about the music video. Wait, this is the pizza delivery, right? Yeah. Right? Okay. Not the wrong one. Um, last thing I wanted to say was that, you know, Rolling Stone said it was catchy and, and well-received. So. Yeah, but stupid Rolling Stone also went on to say it was on what was one of the worst albums of 1996. Rolling Stone took that back later. Yeah, and, they did. And uh, said something else, and now it's like, you know, we love Pinkerton. Whatever, Rolling Stone. You should have loved it when it came out. You jerk. Sorry. Sorry. I just got a little defensive. I loved it when it came out. I don't know, like, who didn't, um, but... Almost yeah. everyone that wasn't a fan, apparently. Apparently. But uh, what do you kids say 
that we take a trip to the garage Should once more. Should we go more. to the garage? We're going to. When we come back. We're going to go say hi to Amy. We're going to go back to Amy's garage with the, the Space Jam posters. With the Star Trek slash Star Wars posters and all the board games in there. You guys should see her garage. Space Jam. I mean. And it's not even an ironic Space Jam poster. No. I flip and love Space Jam. She actually really has that. We're going to go to the garage. We'll be back. Okay, bye. So uh, before we get started in the garage, we're going to take a moment to rate the good life. We neglected to do it in our previous segment. So we would like to give you the definitive We Are Weezer rating of the good life rachel please begin all right i gave the good life one laser eyes rivers a lightning strap a blue album rivers head and a blazer brian for a total of nine all right amy go for it i gave the good life a lightning strap a weezer prom picture blazer brian and scott in a vest for a total of eight all right, you and I landed in the same place. I gave it one Weezer prom picture, one Laser Eyes Rivers, one Blue Album Rivers head, that cute little bowl cut, and one Blazer Brian for a total of eight, with the aggregate rating being... 8.333, but we're going to round up because we love Weezer and give them an 8.5. Yeah, although it doesn't really benefit the kids to tell them they're better than they are, so... <laughs> Whatever. But what have you... We ask those in the garage, what have they brought us? But they haven't brought us nothing. What did? Uh, what are we doing here? Why did we show up today? We are going to talk about the sweet synthetic sounds of the rentals. Sweet a synthetic. Band I okay. recently discovered. I like it. So I know nothing about the rentals. Not familiar with I them I didn't either until like a well. week ago. They're great. <laughs> Aren't they the best? They well, I've only listened to no. their first album, um, and I plan on listening to the other albums uh, later this week. But I, I loved, I loved their first album. Weezer is the best. Let's remember this. <laughs> um, I haven't listened to any other albums. I don't think either. If I do have them, I don't remember. And really, does it do any other rentals albums matter besides the first one, which is called? The Return of the Rentals. And it came out yes. October 24th, 1995. How awesome is that title for an album? A first album, Return of the Rentals. Very awesome. It's very it presumptuous, can... too. Or Absolutely. it makes everyone feel like, what the hell did I miss out on? Well, no, no, no. Or what do you do with like the rental? it's a Star Wars ode. What do you do with the rental? Oh, get out of here. You return it. video... <laughs> No, she's saying, what do you do with a rental? You return it. Right. Yeah. To the video store. Now I'm thinking of like a car. My computer just told us what time it is. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, Alexa for computers. (laughs) Yeah. But that's great. I never realized it was a pun. That Matt Sharp. At least I assume it's a pun, but I love it. I'm assuming it's a pun because I love puns. It is. Uh, it is. I mean... It has to be. It has to be. It's um, the best. It is. It is the best. Never thought about it before, actually. Never gave it any thought, and now that we have, it's the best. It is, which made me love this album even more. <laughs> um, well, tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, this album came out right as they were starting um, 
to record Pinkerton. Um, so okay. they recorded Pinkerton September of 1995 to January of 1996, I believe. So this album came out and I assume they recorded it in that break between the Blue Album and Pinkerton. Hmm. This was Matt Sharp's, at the time, side band, but now I guess it's his full band since he's not in Weezer anymore. Uh, and he's been the only consistent member um, of the rentals. They've had a lot of changes and stuff like that. Um, the, the album, this is hilarious, and I'm 12 years old for saying this, but the album was recorded at Poop Alley Studios. <laughs> <laughs> We're all laughing too. <laughs> Which I find Poop. to be just delightful. Um, There's a studio called Poop Alley? Yeah, there is. There's and you know it exists solely so people like us say poop alley. They're like, I they made them say poop alley. <laughs> Where is it? Is it in LA? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't look that oh, we'll up. I have to figure that out. I stopped there because I, I was like, that's enough information for me. That's all I need to know. <laughs> and it's not safe. It sounds really unsanitary. So I'm glad you didn't do it. It really does. It's probably like a poop bad and part alleys. of town. Um, So for this first album, Return of the Rentals, Pat was actually on the drums. And if you look at the cover album, uh, Pat's head is actually black, like it's cut off. You don't see his face. And it's because the label that Weezer was on wouldn't let them have his face on there. And uh, same thing with the, um, the person who played the strings, the woman who played the strings, she also couldn't have her face on the album either. That which I thought Petra was, Hayden. Yeah. It was super huh. it's super weird looking. Um but everyone else has a head except Pat and um one of the women, so it's weird. This is the album cover? Um or some of the artwork. Interesting. Yeah. Some fun I... I didn't know that that was why. I just yeah. thought it was like an art choice. No, no, they, they didn't they didn't let them use their image. Which... If you guys have ever read the liner notes of an album, it always says like X artist appears courtesy of their respective label. I guess there was no courtesy provided to the rentals. Hmm. They will not, not appear courtesy of Jack. <laughs> they will appear completely censored. Um, some fun facts about this um, band. Mile Rudolph from SNL, the comedian, toured as a keyboardist and backup vocalist during the Rentals' first tour, which I had no idea she was also a musician, which I thought that was kind of cool. I just thought she was a comedian. That's wild. I know. I knew this um, from back back then or recently or some sort of research that I had previously done, but it's pretty cool. I mean... She should bring it back. She should go back with them. She should. Their latest album came out in 2014 called Lost in Alphaville. And it actually features Patrick Carney from the Black Keys on the drums. Which is super Get awesome. out of town. I know! I so love part of the me, Black Keys. I do too. So part of me wants to listen to this album just to hear him banging on the drums. All right. Yeah. I'm going to have to check it out now. Just because of the Black Keys. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> uh, so so my... I, oh, I wasn't going to check it out before, but now that I know the Black Keys guys there, I'm going to go listen to it. Take a, yeah. li- a listen-see. 
<laughs> so what did you think of, uh, what was your first impression of the album? I thought it was just a fun album. Um, it was, it was fun. It sounded very bright. Um, and the, the lyrics really sounded like diary entries and very like deep. And I could hear like some longingness from, um, Matt Sharp for maybe like a, a lover or, or something. Um, so one of the songs that stuck with me was naive and the lyrics mm -hmm. are, my friends were right. Should have played it smooth, should have tried to laugh instead of being cool. Which I know I've been guilty of that, trying to like look cool in front of this really cute boy and then totally screwing up because I should have just been myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt that- Because if they don't like you for you, they're never going to like them. you. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, so they were just like <laughs> deep and emotional. And lo I could see myself as like teenage Amy, like really just loving them and being angsty with them. Yeah. Um, I, that is exactly how I felt about them at the time. So another thing that I noticed was there was a lot of sameness in this album. From track to track, it really didn't feel like there was much of a change. Like they, they used a, a, is it a Mog or Moog synthesizer? Moog. Moog. Um, and I don't, I don't know if they used a different, the same patch or whatever, but the, it sounded very same. Like the beats were a lot of the same. Um, the bass line sounded very similar. I think that they had multiple Moogs going. Mm -hmm. uh, played by multiple people and the tone that they use throughout the app, like it's like it's all right here yeah dee, dee. I, I do know from my experience in the studio when stuff sounds very samey it's because it was recorded uh, very no no very close to each other oh. like they did it all in a day or like mm. a day or two so the setup is the same for every song oh okay you don't get to experiment with you know pedals and effects and all that it's going to sound like what it sounds like because they did every song on the same drum kit plus they are going for a i think for sure they were going for a tone or a theme or a feeling and it's the same so this album is either the most repetitive of all time or the most cohesive yeah uh both <laughs> it's so funny how, how they can be the same thing yeah i i personally feel after watching the video that um for the video for Friends of P, that the sameness is done intentionally and like it's oh, yeah. it's uniform. It's it's purposefully um, uniform like that. Um, what did you think of Friends of P? Uh, I think this song is pretty great. Um, and I I, like I was that. like, Ooh -hoo -hoo. yeah, and they do that a lot in other songs too. Um, but. Uh, Friends of P is definitely a very interesting song. I I tried to figure out who this this P was because I mean I want to be a friend of P. Um, right. And I found I found out who P is. Who's and P? P oh, well, so there's some speculation on who P is. Uh, they thought that uh, P was psychics or the psychic friend network, I guess, because in the opening of the song. Um, they talk about show me your palm um, or, or I'll show you my palm and something about future or something. Uh, but that's hmm. not it. They thought it was Pat from Weezer. That's not it. Um, it's actually Paulina 
Porikova, who is the wife of Rick Okasik of the Cars, who produced the Blue Album. Um, she she claimed that uh, no one had ever written a song about her. So Matt Sharp was like, "Okay, I'll write a song about you." So I'll that's write how, a song about you. Paulina. That's how Friends of P came about. Um, huh. Yeah. Well, she must have been a cool lady. If they're like, if you're down with P, well then you're down with me. She must have so been. And like she's a supermodel, apparently. She was on like oh. she was a judge for America's Next Top Model. What? Yeah, she's beautiful. Like, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, she's stunning. So basically, Rick is really lucky to have her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Rick was I mean, a huge rock star, though. Yeah, but have you seen his face? Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was way meaner than it was supposed to come out. He's not gross or anything, but he definitely, you know who he looks like? He looks like, like he's been in like, he looks like he's been in the music scene for eternity, and um, he looks like an English rocker. Too. He looks like that guy okay. from the Rolling Stones, not Mick Jagger, the other guy. Oh, but like the other guy. I mean, let's um, be real. When you're a rock star, it doesn't matter what you look like. I mean, obviously, he's very talented and super cool dude. So, I mean, who wouldn't be attracted to that? Yeah, looking at a picture of him right now. But. With, with his beautiful wife at the time. I want to see. Hold on. You'll have to find it for yourself. Yes. But Amy, please continue. (laughs) So I watched the video for Friends of P, and it is a very strange video. Uh, This was during a time when they jokingly were saying they were from Russia. Um, So they had (laughs) Russian Russian subtitles. Jokingly said they were from Russia. That's what it said. That's what the Weezerpedia said. They they have um, Russian subtitles for the song in the video. So... I guess that was like their joke. I don't know why that's funny, but whatever. Um, that I've, is so Matt Sharpie, right? Of them, yeah. <laughs> um, and the video is de- like devoid of all emotion. So again, they're all kind of uniform and have this uniform facial expression, which it looks like everybody had Botox. You know how <laughs> when you see somebody who has Botox, they just have like a blank face. Yes. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, which goes back to why I think the album Return of the Rentals is uniform on purpose, because the video is all, everybody has that uniform blank face. And um, they kind of remind me of hipsters. Very, very much, very much like hipsters to me, um, just in the way that they're dressed and they don't really, they don't look like they care well, Much. everyone in the 90s was a hipster. Like, right. I think hipsters took on the 90s look and said, we're going to be hipster now. Like, not the crazy pants, O'Neal workout shirt visuals. No. Like, I'm going to wear flannels and, like, an old t-shirt and not care about what I look like. Isn't that a hipster now? I have no yeah. idea. I've steered I'm clear. Gonna- Completely. As long as you do it ironically. Big glasses and grow a beard and yeah. But the rentals seem to be a fascinating side project. Wasn't there some sort of like uh, conflict between them? Like Rivers wanting Matt to focus on Weezer instead of the rentals? Uh, I think that... that um, I don't know. I don't know if there was a conflict regarding the rentals. Huh. I don't know either. 
I don't know either. Mindless speculation. Hmm. I mean, if it was his side gig during Weezer, Matt maybe wouldn't have focused as much because I think Matt likes to be the center of attention. And with Weezer, he wasn't. And with this band, he was. So it would make sense for him to be like more focused on that one where he gets to be that. I don't know. Now you're probably not too far off. But kids, listen to the rentals. Apparently it's worthwhile. I know I'm going to now. Well, I still especially haven't. listen to the return of the rentals mm-hmm. and um, check out Lost in Alphaville. And I guess, you know, if you want to look at the stuff in between, you can too. So two thumbs up, Amy? Yeah, I dig it. Absolutely. <laughs> She's giving two thumbs up. I was giving two thumbs up for you people in Podcastville. Awesome. What's your like final final thought on the rentals? I like them. When are they coming to town? They're not coming to town, right. by the way. If but they come I would to absolutely town, go see them. They'd probably come to our town, and and you can just come stay in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> I'd you let want. you stay in an actual room. I'm just kidding. I just was, we're trying to have fun with the garage the whole garage thing (laughs) i don't know um all right what are you looking at rick um well since you called me out massively i'm looking at the show notes (laughs) for the rentals i was looking at um rick and his wife and she looks maybe 30 years younger than him so i was like rick and my me my wife she's really pretty but they've been together a long time huh Mm -hmm. i don't know Made it last. Yeah. But this was another fun trip into the garage, giving yeah, you the thank you the I'm side roads and Weezer it. World, the back roads. And they kind of tie together because Pinkerton, Matt, recorded around the same time and released around the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They okay. do. Well, thank you. Weezer thank is you. a big, wide world. Worldwide Woo. Weezer. www.www.com. <laughs> Confused. <laughs> Well, before we leave, thanks, Amy. And I uh, wanted to uh, say thank you to Rick for the sound and the editing. And check us out online at www.wearweezer.com. Email us at www. No, don't email us at <laughs> www. Don't email us there. Email us at weareweezerforever at gmail.com. And we're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook pages as uh, We Are Weezer. We are Weezer. Until next time, folks, we love you all. Enjoy the music. Thank you so much. Adios. Adios. When I look in the mirror can't believe what I see Tell me who's that funky dude Staring back at me Broken, beaten down Can't even get around Without an old man Hello,